sometimes the very competitive nature in the school sometimes kind of nurtures that perfectionism because if I'm not the best then I'm just average you want to be the best dentist you want to have the best restoration you want to have the best crown uh, but then again there is so much that you can control today we have Dr. Tala Moraga joining us on our second episode of Tooth Untold podcast Dr. Tala Moraga is an internationally trained dentist from the University of Jordan, Science and Technology. She is an MSc student in Craniofacial Sciences at the University of British Columbia. Her focus is on mental health and well-being in dental education. Join us as we talk about mental health and resiliency among dentists and dental students. Let's get to it. And now tell us what's up. Welcome to Tooth Untold Podcast, where we interview exceptional dentists from around the world. In each episode, we probe the mind of a dentist and extract wisdom and knowledge from their experiences. Now here's your host, Kevin Zappa. I'm actually taking up dentistry in the Philippines with the hopes of sitting in on the equivalency process in Canada. So now this brings me to my first question. Uh, you also took up dentistry in another country? Yes, I did. I graduated from um, Jordan, that's in the Middle East, um, back in 2019. Now, how was your experience like in Jordan as a dental student? Um, it's very different <laughs> from uh, the experience of dental schools here or being a student here in general. Um, I think it was... Um, more intense, more or less. Uh, the program there is five years. It's not four years. Um, also, the fact that it's something that you do straight out of high school as opposed to um, a professional program here, um, I think that adds another dimension to it in a sense where you're really young when you start dental school. And um, it begs the question of, are you really ready to kind of uh, take this, this um, quite extensive journey? But yeah, I mean, it's it's completely different. Um, I found it to be slightly more intense. Um, the culture is different, obviously. The career prospects are different as well. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I could definitely relate to that. When I first got to the Philippines, you know, it was very difficult to adjust to the Filipino culture. It was very different from the Canadian culture. But as months passed by, I definitely got the hang of things. Now, did you notice any differences in dental education and the way dentistry is practiced in Jordan compared to Canada. I think when we're looking at dentistry and practicing dentistry here, the things that I noticed the most was the level of professionalism here is significantly higher than where I was trained. Um, and um, the clinical exposure is way earlier. Uh, students are exposed to uh, clinical settings and clinical practices and terms at a way earlier stage um, than we were. And I think that's extremely helpful um, and extremely, it, it makes the process and the experience extremely relevant. Um, and that's um, because where I was trained, the first two years are um, fundamental medical sciences were uh, with medical students as well. So sometimes um, doesn't feel relevant feels quiet, daunting, but when you do it from day one, when you learn dentistry from day one, it puts everything into perspective. Um, and that's what I really appreciate about dental education here. Very true. I didn't pick up a handpiece till second year, and only then did we start drilling and filling. Moving on to the next question. Now that you're based in Vancouver, 
Now, I was curious, do you plan to take up the board exams in Canada? Yes, that's definitely um, part of part of the plan. Um, I'm actually in the process of, um, you know, fi finishing the finishing up the paperwork, uh, making sure that everything is in line. I was I wasn't able to do that because I was focused on my master's, um, so I didn't have the time to study and prepare and everything. But now, um, even though I'm starting something new, but I think it's it's about time that I start um, the process. Yeah, for sure. Wishing you the very best on that. Now. Do you have any advice for our aspiring dental students who are internationally trained? That's fair. Uh, so I, um, I've had friends who've taken on the board's exam and uh, board exams. And the thing that I heard from a lot of people was um, that it's a step that you should take um, and you should try to do the equivalency, um, even if it sounds um, and looks scary and lengthy. Um, I mean, in terms of studying the material and everything, I know that there are resources out there that would speak to that more, way more than I will. There are certain techniques. It's just, it's similar to taking an IELTS exam or a TOEFL exam. You know, there, there are standardized tests at the end, um, more or less. And um, um, I would say, the thing that I found and I heard that was helpful, um, seek advice and try to listen to what other people say, but at the same time, do not project that on yourself and particularly the negative experiences. So if you hear that someone has been through or started the process and they had a bump in the road or something happened with them, do not project that on yourself and see that this is what is going to happen to me per se. Try to take the lesson out of it, learn from it, but at the same time, do not surround yourself with um, negative stories or negative opinions, or you're never gonna do that, or I failed twice, or everyone fails, the success rate is quite low. It's such a lengthy process. Why are you doing this? You would find those people and it's very important to filter um, your circle of um, individuals, especially as you get closer to the exam. So try to stick to those people that you know are quite supportive. Um, and that's what I heard from a lot of people because the process does take a toll on your mental health. Um, so it's important um, to make sure that you have enough support system to keep you going um, and that you believe in your abilities. You're at the end of the day, wherever you graduated from, you're a dentist and you didn't graduate as a dentist um, unless you, you know, you have what it takes. Um, so um, otherwise you wouldn't have graduated. You would have have made it through dental school but you did um and that's just um another challenge it's not more challenging um maybe it, it can be but it doesn't mean that it's not something that you're not up for yeah i totally agree with you on that this process at first you know it can be very daunting which is why it's great to have a really good support system who uplifts you and motivates you towards your success throughout this process all right, so I noticed on social media that you just recently defended your MSc thesis. Now, congrats on that. Nicely done. Now, I'd love to talk about your research project. Uh, what were the highlights of your research project? So uh, my research project was around, um, and I'd like to refer to it as an understudied area uh, of dentistry. We're focusing on um, students' mental health um, and resilience. And um, my research included three major parts. So we did 
um, uh, a survey for dental schools across Canada, and we found responses from most of them um, to inquire uh, about the services, activities, or curricular content that schools have to promote the mental health and well-being of dental students um, and, and wellness. And then um, after that, we focused on UBC dentistry, and then we want we did what it's called a situational analysis to get the details of any services, activities, or curricular content um, there is at UBC, um, simply because it was convenient and it was where I was located, so I had access um, to that information. And lastly, um, we studied the resilience of five cohorts of dental students at UBC Dentistry, and we wanted to know what kind of variables that may influence um, their resilience. And the variables that we had in mind were the school year, so what year in school you are, um, the uh, gender, um, the uh, ethnic origin, and lastly, um, your exposure to the curricular content. So from the two parts, the two initial parts of the study, we found out that there were two main components around mental health and well-being at UBC Dentistry. So what we wanted to know is, are those curricular contents making any difference? Are students becoming more resilient um, as a result of them being exposed to that kind of um, uh, curricular content? And what we found was um, that, first of all, um, the students who reported um, ethnic origins that were European or North American um, had higher, significantly higher resilience scores than students who reported other ethnic origins, including, for example, um, students from um, a Middle Eastern background, an Asian background, and that includes South Asian, Southeast Asian, um, uh, mixed uh, mixed race uh, students, um, um, an Indigenous student that we had, um, Latin students. Um, so in general, um, we found that people who reported having North American or European ethnic origins were more resilient in this particular sample. We also found um, that students who did not receive any curricular content and those who started dental school in 2020, so those who kind of were admitted to school during the whole COVID situation, um, had significantly higher resilience levels when compared to their peers who went through the mental health curricular content, uh, which raises two questions there. Uh, and that was part of the discussion I had in my thesis. Is what we're doing really working? If we're saying that students who just started dental school and had no curricular content had higher resilience levels, what does that mean? Uh, is the content that we're giving not working or is it uh, simply not enough? Or um, do we need to think about it? Do we need to redesign it? Um, and then also um, the second issue was that, is it because of COVID? Is it because when we, because we surveyed the students at different times, um, we surveyed the students who experienced the mental health content in March, 2020. So COVID and the closures were just starting as opposed to the uh, incoming students, we surveyed them in September 2020. So there's this six month period where I wouldn't say what happened and the situation was normalized, but it was more or less um, less intense perhaps than it was in March um, because it was a very unprecedented situation. None of us expected that. None of us could have seen it coming. Um, so perhaps because we surveyed the students at that time, they had lower resilience levels. Perhaps it has nothing to do with the curricular content. Um, so. Uh, we, I would say that my research had a lot of moving pieces there, um, and therefore um, the conclusions should be taken with um, with caution, more or less. Speaking of resiliency, 
Could you define what resiliency is in dentistry? So uh, there are so many different um, definitions of what resiliency is in dentistry um, and in other areas. Uh, so there's uh, moral resiliency, there is um, uh, resiliency from a kind of cognitive standpoint um, um, and from a social standpoint as well. Now, when we think about resiliency as per my research, we define that as the individual's ability to bounce back in the face of adversity. So uh, whenever the individual is experiencing a particular um, uh, adversity or a challenge, how do they bounce back in a healthy manner? Um, how capable are they to kind of pull themselves out of that situation and bring themselves back to the productivity mode and into a more or less a healthy, um, a healthy mode? So it's basically the response of the individual uh, to the adverse life events. Now, what are these stressors, common stressors that dental students encounter in dental school? In dental schools, they can be, uh, they can include uh, the stress of being a dental student. Uh, there are a lot of requirements there. Uh, first of all, um, dentistry is one of those, you know, it's a healthcare profession. You not only have to acquire the knowledge, but you have to also master the skills and manage patients, which are also human beings with their own set of stressors. And uh, dental patients are definitely in pain. They are in inconvenience. Um, and sometimes uh, you can internalize some of that. Um, so you have, you're in school, uh, and I quote my supervisor on it, and people in school, you're in school from seven to seven, um, you're doing tricky uh, materials, and then you have to go back home, and then you also have to study a lot so that you can um, kind of build that solid knowledge um, for an exam on the next day or a clinic on the next day or what have you. So there's that kind of part, the professional aspect of being a dental student. Uh, and there's also uh, dental students and are human beings. They have their own lives going on in the background. So perhaps they have their own personal challenges, their own um, kind of family um, issues, um, any kind of uh, challenges that may um, influence or be a risk factor um, on the resilience. and. There's also another part of that is um, the perhaps the financial concern and the, that worry um, that you may have. Um, for example, here, it wasn't, back in Jordan, it wasn't the case, but um, I know in Canada, um, it's largely dependent on bank loans. So perhaps the fact that there is a bank loan there, um, you have to graduate, start paying that, um, that may add pressure, that may uh, be a risk factor, that may be a stressor there. Um, so there's also that piece um, um, that, that, that may be uh, a stressor or risk factor for, for students' resilience as well. Is it possible to be stress-free all throughout dental school? I would say stress is an in, it may, not is, may be an inevitable part of dental school. However, uh, it doesn't mean that all kinds of stress are bad. Um, on the contrary, some stressors may motivate individuals to work harder. And um, again, when you have something at stake, uh, definitely that means that you're going to work harder um, and you're you may be more productive um, and that may push you to achieve your goals. So a certain level of stress may be healthy and productive and supportive. Um, however, um, it's the chronic stress that leads to nowhere uh, that we are concerned about. So um, the stress around things that you cannot change and the stress uh, 
because of things that are not necessarily going to help you achieve your goals um, or give you that kind of push. Um, so while exams are definitely stressful, but perhaps um, the stress there could help you study harder, work harder or what have you. Um, and uh, perhaps the study of trying to find patients or find clinical requirements and what have you is uh, there, but that will push you to kind of work harder and try to do your best. But if it's something that's chronic, that is not pushing you towards achieving your goal and that you feel is spiraling in a sense that it's affecting your productivity, uh, it's bringing you down, that is when, um, when we're definitely concerned. There's definitely a stigma around mental health and this shouldn't be taken lightly. So what are dental schools doing across Canada to address student wellness? I'm very glad that you asked that. Um, so um, from our survey, um, we found that almost, well, not almost, all dental schools across Canada, um, and that's what I'm aware of, um, do have a content on mental health and well-being within their curriculum. It has different shapes, different forms, um, and uh, but some of them cover resilience, some of them cover stigma, some of them cover mental health literacy, uh, some of them cover self-care, but there is a piece there. Um, generally, um, schools, a lot of schools reported that they have their own kind of uh, social wellness activities, financial wellness activities um, that is within the schools of dentistry. And uh, there are also campus-wide services. So there are counseling services uh, on campus and off campus as well. Um, I know in BC in particular, uh, there are two excellent, excellent programs that are called um, Here to Talk um, and Here to Help, uh, .ca. Um, these are provincial programs um, that connect you with support services for, for mental health. Um, there's also, again, the counseling services in every single institution um, that you can ask for help for. Um, in terms of what is available for dentists, uh, usually the dental associations across Canada do have uh, their own in-house activity. Um, so, some, some, um, some associations have um, their own programs. Others are using uh, kind of a Canada-wide programs. Um, I know that the Canadian Dental Association posts some pieces on this every now and then. Um, um, and uh, for example, here in BC, the BCDA does have their, they do have their own program. Some of the insurers have their own program. Uh, they usually include an anonymous service. Um, uh, so there are a number of resources if you're within the institution. Um, you can always reach out to your student services office or student affairs office, and they can always support students there. If you're a dentist, uh, usually there is something through the association, um, and uh, they can direct you to where the available resources are. Um, so, yeah. Would you say that dental professionals are more stressed compared to the average individual? The evidence is inconclusive. So are we more stressed or are we less stressed? Uh, I mean, on the one hand, um, as a dentist, you're not, um, you're not pulling night shifts usually. Uh, you're not uh, working 72 hours straight. Uh, it's not like you're a physician. Um, and a lot of dentists say, well, it's not heart surgery. I mean, there isn't life and death decisions there. Uh, so one could argue that um, also um, there is a certain level of autonomy in dentistry um, where you can control your practice, control how many patients you see, what have you. 
that's on the one hand. On the other hand, dentistry is extremely expensive. It's extremely expensive to start to, to go to dental school, as you were saying, whether it's in Canada or abroad, that's very expensive. And then after you graduate, if you want to start a practice, that's very expensive. Materials are expensive and dental care is not covered um, by, by, by um, for example, here, universal health care. Um, and at the end of the day in dentistry, um, you make uh, money based on how many patients you see. So if you don't see patients, then you don't make money. It's simple as it goes. So that's stressful. Uh, because it's not like you have a job with a fixed salary. Um, you uh, and, and that, for example, if you had a bad month or a bad week, you didn't see enough patients or what happened, like what happened with COVID, people were not able to go in and see patients. And you can only do so much with tele-dentistry. It's not like um, physicians and consultations or what have you. So that dental practices uh, did take a hit then. Um, also, the fact that dentists manage their offices, so they have to be the dentist, they have to be the boss, they have to manage human resources, manage finances, and everything. so they wear so many different hats as practice owners, and that can be also um, quite stressful. Um, the the responsibilities of starting your own practice is definitely um, can can be stressful, um, and then again. Uh, dental practice is not generally may not be very pleasant for patients. So you may have patients who are quite tricky. You may internalize some of that. Um, you may have a bad outcome. Um, as dentists, we are trained to be perfect uh, and we're trained to produce perfect restorations, perfect cavities, perfect crown preps. Um, and that all is very stressful. So sometimes if you had a bad out outcome, if um, your bridge doesn't fit perfectly, if your composite restoration is slightly high, if what ha whatever happens, happens, sometimes that, because you're trained to be a per perfectionist, that may, um, may be very stressful for you. And we're also working in this very micro environment. It's, there are very, very tiny structure, structures and the margin of error is very low. Um, so we have to be extremely cautious the ergonomics, the neck pain, the back pain, shoulder pain, all of that is also um, another aspect of it. You're sitting on that chair uh, for God knows how long and you're doing all those meticulous procedures. So there's all, also another physical aspect of it. So to conclude, are we more stressed? Are we less stressed? Well, the evidence is saying that in comparison um, with the general population, we can say that we could be more stressed, but in comparison to other healthcare professions, um, it's hard to say. We do know that there are certain stressors for dentists and dental students, but how does that compare? Uh, we still need more evidence to kind of uh, from different um, backgrounds and different healthcare systems because it looks differently for everyone, so that we can, you know, find um, a more conclusive um, answer to that question. I'm really glad that you mentioned that. So. Yeah, as dentists and dental students, we are trained to be perfect. Now, when we do our cavity preparations or tooth preparations per se, there is a low margin for error. Now, regarding this concept of perfectionism, what is its toll on the mental health of dentists and dental students? So this is, that's an excellent question. And I think this reflects not only to how you perceive 
about uh, bad outcomes and how resilient uh, you are in dental practice as well. But I think it's it reflects on other aspects of your life. So if you receive a bad grade in an exam, or if you um, went through a tricky breakup and you had a tricky kind of um, um, outcome of, of a relationship or um, you had a family trouble of what some sort, if you feel that um, you did not handle it perfectly or it did not go the way that you wanted it to go, then that perfectionism kicks in and then you start questioning your abilities. Uh, could I have done better? Could I have fixed it better? Could I have behaved better? Um, and um, that sense of you're, you're only human, it may sound like a cliche, but it is because you're only human and you can only uh, study so much and you can only prep so much and you can only you know do root canal treatment so much. And most importantly, you can only control so much. So while it's important to be meticulous in dentistry so that you could be a great dentist um, and detail oriented, but at the same time, um, you have to acknowledge the limitations of the human body, the human mind, the human eyes and everything. And you have to respect that. You have to cherish that. Um, and um, you have not to beat yourself up over that. Um, because if you had a bad outcome, that doesn't mean you're a bad dentist. If you had a bad grade, that doesn't mean you're a bad student um, or you're a bad son or daughter or what have you. Um, and that's what we sometimes the very competitive nature in dental school sometimes kind of nurtures that perfectionism because if I'm not the best then I'm just average and uh, dental school students did not go into dental school because they're average students they are usually very smart students very highly achiever high achievers uh, so when you put them there in that competitive environment um all perfectionism is also exacerbated and then they go out to the marketplace that's also competitive um because well you want to be the best dentist you want to have the best restoration you want to have the best crown uh but then again there is so much that you can control um especially that you're working with a human body um in such tiny structures um you have uh, limitations to the materials that you're using um so it's important to acknowledge that, first of all, recognize the signs when you feel that your expectations are not exactly realistic and that this is right there is perfectionism and perhaps I need to cut myself some slack um, and I need to acknowledge that I did everything I can. There's nothing more that I can do um, and I have to kind of let go and accept um, that it's a bad outcome. I'm not a bad dentist. I'm going to learn from this and move forward. I appreciate all the insights, Dr. Tala. Thanks for joining us today on Tooth Untold Podcast. Remember to be kind to yourself. Strive for progress and not perfection. Stay safe and have a great weekend. See you next Friday, everyone.